See if I can retweet this. Seems not to want to retweet. What's up, guys? It does say that I retweeted And... Let's play the other song. Not that one, but the other one. Um, guys, it is 9.02 a.m. Wednesday here in Los Angeles. Uh, April 7th, 2021. I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report with my boomer stare. What's up, Jim Justice? And I have a little, uh, what do I call it? A nice little song to play during the, while you guys stream, I mean, while you guys join in on the stream. I'm streaming on the YouTube and other platforms. So enjoy this song with me. While we, this is L N, and which one is this? I forget already what song I picked. Modern Day Hobo. Thank you. Nice. Enjoy. She told me she was out of work, made a real hard living, pleasing men down at the station. L.N. is Gary Murray. Very nice songs. You never knew just what they do. Sort of depressing. <laughs> from that train. If you're prone to depression. It's just sad songs. Was it lust or just frustration? Folksy. Folk songs. Okay, guys, I'm streaming on Twitch, Facebook, DLive, YouTube, Periscope, Trovo, and audio feed. You, music is overrated unless it's polka, says John Erosia. Erosia. Sounds all right, says David Singleton. Cool song, says Red Pill XX. Thank you. Yes, emotional song. Peter R., that's right. So, guys, I'm going to be talking about Trump and the Georgia law and the Democrats and the rhinos. Homicides are up, according to a report that I read in the Red Elephants, which references some official documentation. And I'm going to clarify some of the Ferguson report from six years ago, five years ago. Six years ago, really. How are you still not banned on Twitch? Asks Red Pill XX. Play some old Christian MXPX, says Mike Sando. I never really got into them. I guess I'm, I was so anti-trendy back then that I couldn't really get into them. <laughs> but they had some good stuff. The Border Madness, LGBTQ Madness, some stuff that I mentioned in Hague News and other mess. CNN really is evil. And of course, your calls if you want to call in, 888-775-3773. Wow, I pronounced it correctly, John Eorzea. Now I don't even remember how, to pro how I pronounced it. <laughs> Ledge Klinger says this song is good. It reminds him of 
Jeffrey Foucault. Look him up. He says, soothing and pretty. I wonder if this guy is like was miserable. I was listening to this stuff 15, 18, 20 years ago. <sighs> Very nice stuff though. I have another folk tune from this guy for, for you guys for the next hour, for the top of the next hour. MXPX trendy? Some of the things you say, Hank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was a, when I was in high school, they had that song. I'm blanking on the song. That one song that that made the radio play with them. That's what I mean by trendy. Trendy for Christian rock. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Chick Magnet. Remember that song? Remember Chick Magnet? Okay. Well, that song made the radio, I think. And so because of that, I felt like MXPX was too trendy for me. Yeah. He says, well, he's a chick magnet if you know what I mean. Um, and it wasn't like the other songs. And also MXPX was not singing like Christian themes. And I was into like listening to for Christian themes in the music. If it was too much about girls, I would cut it off. <laughs> uh, but anyway. I will be... I stopped staining the deck to hear this, lol, says Chrissy. Thank you, always a fan of my music. <laughs> okay, guys. Let's get right on. It's 9.07 a.m. here in Los Angeles with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. fine I'm still looking for that bass in my voice skip when I say hey guys <laughs> uh, sad songs say so much says Elton John according to Fred Johnson yeah I mean that guy is sad he's like miserable you got to be miserable to be what Elton John is which I I shudder to even say it but I'm gonna be talking about that madness the LGBTQIA stuff uh, Luke Tweed says hey move to Bremerton <laughs> that was another song from MXPX. I knew I was familiar with a lot of their stuff. And Al Gorbachev over on DLive says MXPX was definitely trendy pop punk. And if you guys are not familiar with the, if you guys are older Gen X or boomers, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's just Christian uh, music. <laughs> Let's play Chick Magnet. You know what I did like though? Since. It's too distracting for me not to say it. I really liked the cooties. <laughs> C-O-O-T, maybe, maybe double T, E-E-S. It was years after they came out with their one album, and it had, a, it had some of the MXPX guys in it. <laughs> I really liked that album. Some of the songs. So fun. Anyway, um, I was right. President Trump called it out. 
The Georgia law is weak. And I saw this. It was shared by Michael Malice, who's been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show before. He's a Russian Jewish sort of, uh, what is he? He's almost a uh, anarchist type of a guy, a little bit. Yeah, libertarian, anarchist. Kind of fun to, he seems like a fun type of a guy. Um, fairly reasonable many, many times. But anyway, he said, oh, we don't deserve this guy because he just loves this statement from President Trump that was put out, that President Trump put out on April 6th. And when you read it, it sounds a lot like Trump. So I believe that it came pretty much from him. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. About Georgia's election law, you know how I've been defending Georgia, but at a couple of times I've said, well, honestly, it's probably kind of weak. Well, sure enough, President Trump, and you know, I don't bother to read up on this stuff, right? But Georgia, President Trump said it, I believe it. That settles it. <laughs> That's a reference to when the Bible says it, I believe it, that settles it. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Well, Trump is God's man, right? At least in this case, I think so. He says, Georgia's election reform law is far too weak and soft. (laughs) Love that. To ensure real ballot integrity. And I believe that. I mean, honestly, of course. Georgia, they didn't even try to really look into their elections, right? Brad Raffensperger supposedly looked into it a little, but uh, these people are establishment friendly. Which is to say... Democrat-friendly, which is to say lie-friendly, right? Election day is supposed to be election day. I read this to you in Hake News. Not election week or election month. Far too many days are given to vote. Too much mischief, quote-unquote, can happen during this very long period of time. You saw that in the 2020 election. How is Ruby Freeman doing? Some of you guys know who Ruby Freeman is. I don't. But some of you guys know who it is. That's why I mention it. Um, I don't really care. I think it's probably some lady who, who got a, uh, who looked like she might have been pulling shenanigans. Governor Brian Kemp, who Trump in, whom Trump endorsed, but who really didn't stand by Trump during this election thing. And sec- Georgia's Secretary of State, whom he doesn't name, but it's Brad Raffensperger, I think, if it still is, right? Assuming he didn't resign in shame. Probably shameless. Uh, should have eliminated no-excuse widespread mass mail-in voting, gotten rid of the dangerous and unsecure drop boxes, ballot drop boxes, and should have kept and expanded signature verification to do matches against the... uh, I have this for you guys so that you can read it. Um, The historical voter file. Thank you. Among other things. Hope the rhinos are happy. Kemp, as in Governor Brian Kemp, so-called Republican, also caved to the radical left-wing woke mob who threatened to call him racist if he got rid of weekend voting. Well, he kept it, and they still call him racist. I don't know if that's the end of the statement, but that's all that we have screenshotted here. And isn't that so true? So right on, President Trump calling out the cowards and the weak rhinos. And so I've been spending all this time defending the law against the fake accusations of voter suppression and, the, you know, the communism. But honestly, it is a feeble attempt by them 
a feeble show attempt, right? It's why we do nothing but lose. We, by we, I just mean like Republicans, rhinos, stuff like that. Because there's nobody really willing to do this stuff. Willing to stand on what's right. So, right on on that. I have another weak governor to call out. And I'm not going to play any of the clip of it, but if you saw him appear on Tucker Carlson last night, I call him Asa Hutchinson, but it might be Asa Hutchinson, the governor of Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, pretty weak, too. Sounds like a, what you guys often call neocons, sounds like a libertarian, conservatarian, rather than a man, right? A man being a man who protects children or protects people from uh, destroying children, prevents people from destroying children. He serves no purchase. Yeah. I liked POD too. I just saw your note. <laughs> we are, we are. Uh, well, when they, once they started making the, the uh, airwaves, before that, I had friends who were into POD, but I didn't really get into them. And then, but I really liked the radio hits that they made. <laughs> they had some really good radio hits. Dang. And they were pointing out the dark stuff that's going on. Anyway, um, but before I get to this stuff, I'm going to talk about how the homicides are, are going up. I referenced that in my conversation with Joe from Phoenix, Arizona, and also the phony Ferguson report. Just a throwback to familiarize you guys with, you know, some of the um, misleading ways that the government and Democrats uh, like, to, like to do. Because they pretended that this Ferguson is worse than the rest of America. But in fact, it's, it's, it's not, and the rest of America is actually quite fine with regard to how they treat the blacks in terms of the law enforcement stuff, right? Anyway... First, though, I want to get to a call. Jason, a first-time caller in Massachusetts, has a tip about United Airlines. Jason, how are you doing? How you doing, Hank? First doing time fine. calling. I love the show. Yeah. I've been listening for a long time, and uh, I, I work from home, so I uh, listen every day. Hey, listen, I, I emailed you this morning, but I'm on the phone now. So I just saw United Airlines is going to um, reduce the number of white male pilots. And um, I guess the pilot industry, the airline industry pilots, 94% are white males. So now we're going to go woke with one of the most important jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, True. What you, what's your feelings on that? I think that's par for the course. It's unsurprising. You know that um, competency has been on a decline for a long time. Look at what happened with, uh, look at what happened with uh, Texas, how they had those power outages. Look at what yeah. happened with um, uh, even Flint, Michigan, where they didn't have clean water. And look at right. the water shortage in California. I heard, according to some local um, talk hosts here, that... The governor, the prior governor, before the beta governor that we have now, um, Jerry Brown, 
Jr., right? I think it's Jr., could have built up the reservoirs, and then California would not have, Southern California, would not have the water crisis that we have at times. Correct. And we would have had enough water. So that's competency on decline. And it, I think it might well cost lives, too. We've been hearing I hints know. about this with um, black pilots and, and air traffic controllers and all stuff like that. And kissing up to women, all that stuff. And, you know, they try to have standards, they try to do it, but all they're doing is complicating stuff. They're complicating things. Unnecessarily. I saw the article last night and I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Reuters reports, this is the article, I, I found your email. Reuters reports, okay. United Airlines prepares to shake up white male-dominated pilot population. And it's an article out just yesterday by Tracy Rusinski. Reporting from Chicago, United Airlines said on Tuesday it wants women and people of color to make up at least half of the 5,000 pilots it plans. This is all vanity. All empty. It plans to train this decade at its new flight school to push a push to diversify a career traditionally dominated by white men. Half. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It is. Yeah, that's really my thought is. on it. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. And my parents are both longtime Democrats. I sent them the article. You know, like, this is crazy. I wouldn't feel, you know, let's... Right. Affirmative action, affirmative action piloting, I was like, you just kind of, like, voted for this type of stuff. I'm yeah. Just letting you know. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, good talking to you, Hank. I'll let you go, man. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate the tip. Take care. Take care, buddy. All Bye. right. Yeah, it's... It's so phony. Phony values. False values. False compassion, as they, uh, they say. And it's with an evil agenda. It, they hate whites. They hate men. <laughs> hey, Owens, I see you. He says, that's like, that's like putting traditionally short, unathletic whites in the NBA. Well, a certain type of whites. <laughs> Anyway, Jim Justice's dad was a pilot. Nice. <sighs> Ridiculous. And so, you know, with this, all this fight against all this anti-racism stuff, it actually is costing lives because it's infecting the police department. What costs more lives than uh, putting a clamp down on law enforcement? And usually law enforcement just punishes crime after the fact. But they do something that was called, or they did something that was called broken windows policing, right? And it doesn't really get at the root of the problem. It just nips, it tries to nip crime in the bud, but it doesn't nip the evil heart in the bud. You have to do that through real churches, real men, real families, not this fake stuff, right? So homicides are up again. I have this, I have a few screenshots that I found via hat tipped to the red elephants.com. That's Vincent James. He's a, he's appeared on the Jason Lee Peterson show before in the fallen state. Homicide back to 1990s levels after police are driven out of minority majority areas. Minority majority means majority non-white, right? And this was a report from last month, March 25th. There is a new crime reporting system released by the FBI, and it shows that the murder rate in almost every city in the United States is at the highest levels in over 20 years. 
After looking at quarterly data from roughly 12,000 agencies in various cities and states, experts came to the conclusion that in 2020, the country saw more homicides since 1998. The most homicides since 1998. The spike totaling at over 20,000 recorded homicides was the largest one-year increase in U.S. history. And this was the BLM George Floyd fake fake black victimhood riots. And it was pushed at a global level. We've never seen an increase like that. Previously, the biggest one-year increase in murder was a 12.5% increase in the 1960s. And Jesse Lee Peterson wrote about that one. Maybe not specifically, but he wrote about that in his book, The Antidote, Healing America from the Poison of Hate, Hate, Blame, and Victimhood. He gave hate, blame, and victimhood. He gave a example of when Tukey Williams, remember Stanley Tukey Williams? Wasn't he like one of the founders of the Crips or something like that? When he and some other guy who co-founded the Crips or whatever, when they were born in the 50s, like there were just like a few hundred murders in California. And then in the 70s when they uh, were captured or whatever, one of was put to death maybe, they, uh, it was through the roof, and it was more than six times per capita increase. So it's not just the population increase. So it's wild. And that was the primarily, I think, the breakdown of the family and morals and men. The Washington Examiner has talked about this. One crime and statistics analyst, Jeff Asher, unprecedented increases in murders. Using the FBI data, this Jeff Asher guy of the Washington Examiner, or told Washington Examiner, that the murder rate for 2020 was approximately 6.22 per 100,000 people. Not since 1998 has the country seen a murder rate that high. And you've seen murder rates decline since the 80s and 90s. I mean, the 80s and 90s was when it was just off the charts and then it hit like a low I guess in 2014 and 2014 was the Obama Black Lives Matter kiss up stuff with Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin and letting the criminals out of jail that became a very in vogue thing to do let the nonviolent criminals, nonviolent criminals, and they go out and commit violent crimes out of prison. Oh, overpopulation of the prisons. Libs in charge. And it's spiked like crazy. 34 of America's largest cities have suffered approximately 30% increase in homicides in the year 2020. 30% increase, according to a survey. Four Midwestern cities reporting an increase of over, more than 60% in over 2019. Directly after the death of George Floyd, it wasn't just the shutdowns. The shutdowns didn't, aren't the only thing increasing the crime, because the shutdowns, people not working. <sighs> Widespread protests and riots involving Black Lives Matter. And think about that. How many thousands die per year? Whereas you find a few thousand who were lynched in 80 years, supposedly, documented, right? And many of those did com- actually were actually guilty. Many of them maybe were not. You know, the lynch mobs. 
You've gone the opposite extreme. Lynch mobs against innocent people. And you take away their jobs and stuff. In Milwaukee, and especially cops, in Milwaukee, homicides rose from 97 to 189, a 95% increase. Louisville, homicides increased from 90 to 173. And these are not highly populated areas compared to other big cities. Minneapolis Police Department was making an average of 80% fewer traffic stops. They basically quit enforcing the laws each week since May 25th. And it's, they're quit doing preventive policing, right? Broken windows policing. Uh, stop and frisk type stuff, right? Checking people out. Minneapolis police were doing suspicious vehicles stops, right? And they have this graph where they show the Minneapolis, not a graph, but a side-by-side maps of Minneapolis. And they have like this deep, deep yellow color from, that shows heavier stop, heavier police stop of suspicious vehicle, the heavier of that activity prior to George Floyd's supposedly being killed, really I think died, versus after George Floyd was, uh, got himself killed, or died, he, uh, the stops completely decreased. And crime went up. Suspicious stops were down 39% since May 25th. It's wild. And it's, uh, basically law enforcement has declined, declined, declined. Cumulative casualties of mass shootings, and mass shootings tend to be actually, in those rough areas, mass shootings, actual mass shootings, the way that they're counted, four or more casualties, those are done a lot, primarily probably, by blacks. Did you know that? No, you did not. (laughs) Or maybe, actually many of you did. Um, The lockdowns started, what, in March of last year. George Floyd's death was May 25th. After May 25th, the difference from 2020 to 2019, 2019 to 2020, it just started going up and up and up and up and up. Mass shooting casualties. That is wild. So yes, indeed, homicides and crime in general through the roof. It's quite predictable. They're going after the cops. And they're going after, um, they're kissing up to the criminals. It's shameful. I'm going to tell you about this fake Ferguson report just to give an example of the government lying. Under Obama, under Eric Holder who was the wingman attorney general at the time, because this whole Black Lives Matter narrative is completely fake. Fake. Um, But first, let me get to Richard in North Carolina. He wants to talk about the elections in North Carolina. Richard, how are you doing? How are you, Jake? Doing fine, thank you. Yeah, I I saw what Trump said about the uh, Georgia thing, and as usual, I like Trump a lot. I voted for him twice. But if I didn't have that early voting, I would have not been able to vote for him because I work. 
Yeah, so, but but they always know. had. All right, what did you do? Did you do um, absentee ballots? No, I don't trust the absentee ballot system in North Carolina. Oh. I'd rather be in person, see the person face to face, make sure I get the right. You know, it, it gets turned into the ballot machine. Well, the, the he didn't say tabulator. to get rid of entire. I don't know. He it's his point is we need some integrity, and you know you yeah, well no. know that that get that whole. Th- early voting thing is open to abuse. Uh, actually, not at least not in North Carolina, because I've worked in the system before. And, and early voting is the same as day of. It's got the same restrictions and the same integrity as day of, at least in North Carolina. Huh. So... Um, I, I think he's misinformed. I think... I, I like you really, you I, really, I, you know, you're really holding on to that? Holding on to what? That early voting is is just as secure as as uh, one day. Yeah, in person, in person early voting, yes. All right. If it follows the same, but I don't see how you can say that he's he's misinformed about it because there's it's well, not misinformed. Maybe in North Carolina, it's not as much of a problem because that's more the South. But I guarantee you that there are. When you have more days, you have more opportunities to pull shenanigans. Well, it's not only that. You know what he's really saying, and I, I don't blame him for this. Early voting always brings in the more left people, leaning people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what he's worried about. And and you know what? He, it's, he has an agenda, and he has a right to his agenda. What's that agenda? You know that? Uh, to make sure we get good people in. And, and sometimes, and we all know the left is not good people. Right, and if they have more t- chances to you know to get to have people vote, this one person, the same person, not the same person. So why you would you I mean. not be able to do to vote on the day of? Because I work for the board of elections, and it's unlawful. What <laughs> for me to vote day of? Yeah, and believe me, but that's I completely that's a completely different Democrat, situation. They so. could make it. They could make an exception for somebody like you if it's unlawful for you to vote the day of. Can that I doesn't mean it should. Can I, that doesn't mean that they should it, open it up for everybody. So what we got in 2020 and to get the Roy Cooper, our worthless Democratic leftist piece of garbage Democrat to sign what we had in 2020 was a miracle. Okay, trying to get anything else out of him, it would have been impossible. What are you talking about now? So our our governor is a leftist piece of garbage, Roy Cooper. Right, but I was saying, but answer my concern because you're saying you're not even allowed to vote the day of. But that's completely no, that's not, a completely different official. that's a completely different situation to early voting in general. Well, and then I've got people who work nine to five who can't get off. You know, they're they're stuck on a on a, on a week schedule. I mean, I guess they could ask for days off, but if everybody wants a day off, then the business can't the business should just close for election day then. But you there are, the, there are ways there are ways people can plan ahead, and nine to five uh-huh. the polls open what at, at eight. And they and they stay open till what seven oh, or eight? No, no. The Georgia one is nine to five. The Georgia polls are are, are only open nine to five. Correct. That's oh, what interesting. I read. That's how I read the law. Take a lunch. Yeah, see, do you see where I'm coming from? Do you see the difficulty? See in North Carolina. I mean, I, I know better. that it's inconvenient sometimes to try to get off work and go vote. I've had to deal with it. Yeah. But in California, you can you can vote at like six p.m. or or later. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. They're, you know, you know what's so funny? But uh, you can plan ahead. You can plan around it. Do you know California has a voter ID system or something like a voter ID system? We do. That's exactly we, what Georgia built it off of. 
We and, do not have a voter ID system. Huh? Oh, you don't have a voter ID? No, I mean, you I just show up. Georgia. Oh, you just show up? Oh, yeah, okay. and you tell them your address and your name. The Georgia, the Georgia vote voter uh, uh, was kind of built off of what California had and just put it a lot more strict. Okay. And it was more strict and tied it down more. No, but tr- so, I'm, I'm telling you, Richard, Trump is not misinformed on this. Okay. Yeah, he's, I, I just think I, I, because this I just is think wide I, open to mess, and it's not just fraud that is our concern. Because you well know that people just believe lies, and the media is lying, and the corporations are lying. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't think that just because you just because you work in the uh, North Carolina elections thing, and you, you know, it's inconvenient to if everybody gets off work to vote. I think you're you're thinking too far ahead. You're trying to baby everybody. Well, well, no, 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 no. I'm yeah, trying to is. make sure people have their right to, right to vote. No, it's not a right to vote, and you're babying them because well, not you're... not right to vote. I mean, make sure if they're legally entitled, if they're not a felon, if they're, if they're a legal citizen. I know, but you're talking, they, about, get, you're talking about the inconvenience of planning around the work and stuff. That's their problem. Oh. They can do it. Well, you got, well, it's up to you guys. It's up, it's up to you guys. Supporters. It's up to you guys as the people running the election to make it smooth and not too oh, crowded is. and stuff like that. Because I don't it like is. the idea Believe of people me. waiting eight hours to vote. That seems ridiculous. But that seems oh, more no, of a mismanagement no. problem. That's, that's why they have early voting. So, mm. they, can, so they can break that up. I don't know. No, Maybe they can just have more sites or something. Well, I mean, you know, and then that comes from taxes. Do you mind if that would you would you support a tax increase to have that happen? It's not even necessary. That's they can cut they can cut other stuff. It's really not necessary. Okay. There's there's so much money blown. There's so much you're you're acting like those people that think, "Oh, we need to fund we need more funds for our children." When no. they're blowing so no, you don't. well know they blow a ton of money on all kinds of stuff that's not necessary. Well, look, look at the highway fund. They want to put a mileage right. tax in, which is ridiculous and retarded. Yeah. I said, I, if, if, if they're taking so much, I can understand the transportation budget. It needs, it needs to be better managed. But, but, but giving us more taxes, you know, a brand new, at least a brand new tax is, is absolutely ridiculous. In California, we have uh, employees who are no longer working, right? Government employees who are no longer working, and they're making more money than the people who are working. Because they're, mean, they have these your, huge you mean your teachers pensions you mean teachers teachers you mean cops teachers. everybody yeah. and cops let's huh. face it they in many cases they are overpaid and same with the firemen they pretend oh our cops and firemen yes. they're overpaid and then the ones who yeah, retire I'm, with these huge pensions you're, ta- you're, you're talking about the ones in command the ones that have command positions not your street beat cops the ones I that, don't know. that are yeah maybe like thirty thousand a year. They, yeah, I mean, I they're I doing the command fine. Command structure is paid too much. I think I honestly think the beat cops need to be paid more than the command people. I think if you take a command position, you need to take a pay cut. Yeah, that would be nice because, you know because I, I agree, and I think the politicians too. Cops. Politicians are overpaid. I was arguing oh, yeah. with a liberal friend of mine who said, oh, "I think that we should pay our politicians enough that they don't feel like they no. have to uh, no. be corrupt." No. They're just going to get corrupt so that they can get the position. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Kennedy liberal, and I don't believe in that. But you know what a Kennedy liberal is, right? That means I'm more conservative than most conservatives. JFK? Yeah, I'm a JFK. Pro-America? Classical. Okay. Yeah, pro-America, 
you know, because JFK in today's world would be a diehard conservative, pro-life conservative, pro-gun. <laughs> yeah. Pro, pro, you know, and I don't like using the word equal rights, but he would, he would want to give everyone have equal, at least an equal opportunity, not through law, but at least encourage people to be able to be able to do what they, what they think they could do, at least give them a chance, you know, to do it. Yeah. All right. If yeah, I mean, I heard, they could do something else. I heard that George W. Bush sounded a lot like uh, JFK. He's a neocon. I know. He's a neocon. <laughs> That's what I heard. And, and, and the problem with, with, and the only reason that, that the Senate is not passing things because of people like Joe Manchin and Chris Sinema, the moderates, the Kennedy liberals, are holding the line. Yeah. You know, trying to protect this nation. And, and I think more of the conservatives need to, need to shore up Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema and the other. Because the, the house Kristen Sinema? She's the bisexual one, right? Isn't she? Yeah, unfortunately. But but well, let me ask you something. <laughs> Does it really mind if she says no to, to Joe Biden's leftist agenda? I mean, I'm happy if she stands for what's right every now and then. But every now and then is, is really not good enough. And there, I know. if she's but, taking but, but, away yeah, the shit. But that's what we have. Right. Unfortunately, that's what we have yeah. right now. And, and But I think the conservatives need to support more Joe Manchin. You know, that they, they criticize. See, the, the Senate can still be saved. There's still a lot of Kennedy liberals left in the Senate, and they want that they want the power of the Democratic Party back. Okay, huh. the moderates want the party, the power back. Okay, and I think this one last thing. I don't want to keep too much on. I apologize. No problem. I think this is what's going to happen in 2022. All these states are going to pass these integrity laws. Okay, the Republicans are you are going for to them generally? Again. Are you for the integrity laws? Oh generally? God, yes, yeah. yes, yes. No, I hate what North Carolina did with a signature match bull crap. But there, you know, they then they say, "Oh, we don't have to do that." I'm going like, well, the state legislature says you have to. Yes, the director of the board of elections says, "Now we don't." Yeah, and that really affects. I, I told my I told my boss, I said, "That's not right." You know that? Yeah, and he agreed with me. But but anyhow, this is what's going to happen in 2022, especially if these states keep on passing these voter integrity laws. The Republicans are going to take back the House and the Senate. And in the bid, the moderates are going to side with, with, with the Republicans to oust whoever's the president, either Harris or Biden, to save, to save their party. And we're going to see those two gone in 2022, only if the Republicans retake. Yeah, you know that? I don't know. So, I mean, the Republicans maybe, are so maybe, weak. Maybe, maybe we can have the Kennedy liberals take over the Democrats again, and then we can go back to the age of Reagan. You know that where it's Kennedy, where it's first liberal versus conservative. I think we need to move forward, so, man. We need to just we need to totally. No, 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 I mean, I don't want leftists in there. I don't want leftists in the name. I'm tired of everyone saying it's all liberals are evil. No, 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 no. It's liberals slash conservatives versus leftists. I hear, by the way, okay. that most jobs are required to allow you time off to vote if you yes. need it. Yes, but do you think a lot of those jobs, like Walmart, give a rest? But they'll, they'll more likely fire you from your job. But, but that's that. illegal. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but they don't care. Cool. Anyhow, uh, well, thank you, man. How old are you? Uh, Forty-six. And are you? I've, a- been, I've been in the political uh, political realm in North Carolina for fifteen years. Are you a off. Christian, Richard? Uh, yeah. Yes, I am. I'm Catholic, but yes, I'm Christian. You said you're Catholic. But I'm not practicing. I I don't like the Pope. I think the Pope is a weak beta male. Yeah. And and it, it just offends me. That, that's why I stick with the Orleys instead of the diocesan church, because the Orleys don't like the Pope either. They make fun <laughs> of him all the time. <laughs> you know, they call him a weak beta male. They have. Yeah. So. <laughs> Interesting, man. How long have you been listening? Church. I've heard, f- we've talked 
numerous times before. How long have you been listening to the Jesse Lee Peterson show and the Hague Report? Uh, three to four years on and off. Okay. Nice, man. Well, it's good to so, hear from you. But we can't go back yeah. and fight. Oh, we're, no, not gonna, want, we're not going to, we're not we're not fighting to win. If, we're not going to, we're not fighting to win if we go to Reagan I, conservatism. I, yeah. I want to get, I know, no, not the Reagan conservatism. No, no, you're not listening to me. I want it to be liberals versus conservatives instead of liberals slash conservatives versus leftists. I want the leftists gone. Yeah. I want the, I want the, I want the Kennedy liberals giving the extreme leftists a little bit at a time just to control them. And instead of letting them take over the party like the neoliberals did, and then they became elective. Yeah. You know? And so now we're having we the need strength in the Democratic Party, which is good. We want the Democrats to have infighting like they are. We need men back, so, though, man. Yeah. Uh, because I don't yeah. see... Well, uh, I think Joe Manchin's a man. I think Joe Manchin is, is the closest thing the Democrats have to a true leader. Can you name party. one Republican man in the Senate or House? I used to like Tim Scott. He's okay. <laughs> uh, Tom Tillis is a worthless. He was a rhino. He's a rhino. He was a rhino in the state Senate. He increased our taxes insanely in North Carolina as a state Senate so, so majority you've, leader. So you've named two non-men. Can you name a man? <laughs> um, can, can, can you not be serving anymore? Yeah. Okay, uh, Ron Paul. Interesting. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, uh, Richard. How about you? Real quick. What about you? Real quick. What, what do you think is a, uh, a real man? Uh, in, as Congress, a Congressman Steve King seemed like like he was solid. I don't know, but at least he what about stood Matt on Gates? what was right. What do you think about what's going on with Matt Gates and everything like that? I don't believe it. Do you think he's a real man? I think Matt Gates was a real man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't okay. really. I'm okay. a little leery of him. He's young. He could. He maybe he can. He could switch. Maybe he can grow he from can this evil attack on him. Maybe he can grow into into strength. But I don't. I think he supports Trump, but he, he hasn't really proven himself. Yeah. And in my opinion, there's been. I can't remember specifically, but he seemed like he's a little wishy-washy on things. He's about my age. He's a year younger, I think. I think he's 38. He might. He, he may. He, might he may not do be better. Yeah, he's going to do better as he gets older. I don't think he's going to turn into a neocon. I think he's, he would have been a neocon already if he was going to be turned into one already. He would have been one. So yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> so anyhow, Hank, I do appreciate. Yeah, the, uh, good the, to hear from time. you, Richard. Yeah, you we'll too. talk. Take care. You too. All right. Nice. Uh, Corbra Coy ninety nine says in Texas, early voting is good. Have to go in person and show ID keeps the lines shorter and easy going. My main thing is, um, we got to keep things orderly. Orderly. Ragnar0321 says, I like Vincent James. Yeah, he seems like a solid guy. We keep appeasing the left, and we keep kissing up to, oh, it's inconvenient. Oh, let's, let's make it nicer for the people. Sixto Re-Whited said, uh, I did not have to show ID in November in Broward County, Florida. Nor did the groups of non-English speaking people in front of me. They took my name and my address down. No wonder Trump lost. <laughs> what the? Yeah. And Based AF, Based America First says, 10K YouTube subscribers. That's right. Thank you for 10,000 YouTube subscribers on Hake's YouTube channel. Oh, the hate going up, he says. Based America First. Thank you. 
Art needs his own show, says Sixto Rewhited. Uh, don't butter him up too much, but yeah, he's a solid guy. I like him. Sixto Rewhited also says, Hake drives a Prius. It's okay, Hake. You got to stay incognito in the belly of the beast. We get it. <laughs> and that's his uh, super chat through Streamlabs. And I'm not going to, I'm neither going to confirm nor deny. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Man, trying to drag my name through the mud. CLC, thank you for hosting the Hake Report. Jesse Lee Peterson, also hosting. Nice. On dlive.tv slash the Hake Report. And, and Dark Side of the Bear, what? To quote that guy with the grizzly vo black person voice. Who is, is he still alive? DMX? Dark Man X? Earl Simmons. <laughs> X going to give it to ya. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, it makes myself cringe even repeating these phrases. Poor man. Haven't really heard much new about him. You know, speaking of these people who, who m mess up their lives. There's a guy who's 27 years old. I guess this is par for the course, who just moved out of his mother's house. Mother's basement. Did you? <laughs> Pete Davidson. You guys are familiar with who Pete Davidson is? Boomers probably don't. Millennials, it's a toss-up. Gen Z, maybe. Pete Davidson is a famous, sometimes suicidal, I think, SNL, Saturday Night Live comedian guy whose firefighter father died in 9-11 after the, flames, the, the planes flew into the building and he went in trying to rescue people. He, he got either crushed or burned or asphyxiated or something. He died. Firefighter. 9-11-2001. And then this guy, Pete Davidson, grew up with his mother, mama's boy. We think it was planes. <laughs> uh... He dated that famous, dirty little 13-year-old looking singer, Ariana Grande, who's old, who, she's older than him by a few months. And she'd also dated that guy who OD'd, so she's a little man-eater, a uh, young Jewish East Coast rapper, Mac Miller, who sang about Donald Trump, <laughs> and then Trump liked, congratulated him, and then demanded money. Hey, you're using my name, <laughs> making money off my name. He, o he OD'd on co cocaine, fentanyl, alcohol, and died. He was dating Ariana Grande, just like Pete Davidson, this 27-year-old guy. Pete Davidson said, I'm fully out. He's finally moved out of his mother's basement. Well, better late than never, I guess, but if you have an SNL gig, I mean, you're living in New York City. I get it. The, the cost of living is expensive, supposedly, over there. Kind of like over here, but move out of mamas. But the culture is so corrupt. A lot of people, this is a foreign concept, but this guy's not a foreigner. Ridiculous. So, um, in the last 10 minutes, let me see if I can plow through this. I saw these two reports come out pretty much the day of or the day after 
way back in 2015, March 9th, 2015, these two articles came out about Ferguson. Ferguson, Missouri, where Mike Brown, the gentle giant, said, hands up, don't shoot. And then the cop just executed him as he was on his knees. <laughs> it's total fake news. Strong arm robberied, allegedly, a convenience store. Took those Swisher Sweets, a big box of Swisher Sweets, uh, cigarillos, to make blunts out of them, maybe. Who knows? He was a, Mike Brown was an 18-year-old aspiring SoundCloud rapper. He had graduated from high school, so the mainstream media kiss-ups showed him with his cap and gown. (laughs) And he died, and Black Lives Matter falsely said, hands up, don't shoot. And Al Sharpton said, if you're angry, put your hands up. Al Sharpton being the evil guy that he is, you know, probably. So, they... Grand jury over there in the Ferguson area, it's near St. Louis, Missouri, declined to indict this uh, former officer, Derek Darren Wilson, who did his job, did nothing wrong. He said, get out of the middle of the street, because they were walking, he was walking, the gentle giant was walking with his buddy in the middle of the street, acting like he owned the place on Canfield Drive, and the guy said, get the out of the street. <laughs> this white officer, Darren Wilson. And he cussed at him. They started exchanging blows. Actually, Mike Brown was raining down blows on Darren Wilson's face, went for the gun, and got himself shot in the thumb. And he was starting to go away, put his, maybe put his hands up, but put him back down and started charging Darren Wilson. And char- Darren Wilson shot a few times until the, the threat was eliminated. And they said, no, we're not going to charge this guy. We can't charge this guy. The evidence doesn't show anything wrong. The witnesses, there was some false witnesses smearing Officer Wilson, and then there were some honest witnesses. And so the DOJ got involved because this was the Obama administration. And actually the DOJ, even under the Trump administration, was filled with a bunch of undermining of America liberals who hated Trump, right? And so the DOJ came out with this report. Oh, actually... Yeah, he did everything right. All the forensic evidence shows that Mike Brown was the aggressor and Darren Wilson shot him in self-defense. Ballistics and all that stuff. By the way, the same guy who looked at the, at the dead body of Mike Brown also was one of the guys who looked at the dead body, or maybe from afar, of... George Floyd, (laughs) this white guy, and I'm using the term white loosely, I don't know, but he didn't look that black, didn't look black at all. Um, Forensic, you know, one of those guys who looks at the body. I don't even think he had access to George Floyd's body, though. But anyway, Brett Stevens, who is a was working for the rhino outlet Wall Street Journal. He's a so-called conservative. He's gone on to be a Trump hater, and he works now for New York Slimes, and they're not even happy with him working for New York Slimes, the SJWs, aren't they? They want him fired completely. But he's a kiss-up, right? But he came out with this article in Wall Street Journal called Ferguson Lies and Statistics, 
And he said, here's the story for the media, a community in which honest people are afraid to tell the truth. And isn't that so common? Blacks feel intimidated by other blacks to tell the truth, not to tell the truth, to pretend that this racism thing is real. Darren Wilson exonerated twice in the prior August of 2014 shooting death of Mike Brown, Michael Brown. Ought to be as much vindication for the one-time Ferguson, Missouri police officer. By the way, that guy had to go into hiding, and he had to hang around only other whites because blacks hate him for no reason, based on their own prejudice. They hate whites, and this guy has been a smeared white. So the storyline failed. The, The DOJ had their embarrassing admission that, oh, we had to study this because we don't trust the locals, the local racist cops. We don't trust the local racist grand jury. So we had to do our own investigation and found, oh, yep, completely clean shoot in self-defense. So they investigated the whole uh, city of Ferguson, Missouri, and they found these racist jokes being emailed around and stuff like that. And they said, oh, the city of Ferguson is a racist city. But that's a lie. They're just lying with statistics. And the statistics do not show what they're pretending that it shows. Witness 109 claimed to have witnessed the shooting stated that it was justified and repeatedly refused to give formal statements to law enforcement for fear of reprisal should the Canfield Drive neighborhood find out that his account corroborated Wilson. See, there's a that's, part, that's from one of these reports. I think it might have been a Justice Department revo- re- report. Witness 113 gave an account that generally corroborated Wilson. Because Wilson told what happened, right? This is the cop. Only after she was confronted with statements she initially made in an effort to avoid neighborhood backlash. She explained to the FBI, you've got to live the life you, to know it, she said. <laughs> and said she feared offering an account contrary to the narrative reported by the media that Brown had, had his hands up in surrender. Honest people can't tell the truth. And then he goes into the other part of the Ferguson fable, as he calls it. This is Brett Stevens, Jewish guy, liberal, rhino. Uh, the Justice Department's allegation, the second report of systemic racism in the Ferguson Department. They gave one incident in which a Ferguson, Ferguson man, meaning a black probably, was killed after he had a taser deployed against him three times for allegedly running toward an officer swinging his fist. He'd been running naked through the streets and pounding on cars that morning while yelling, I am Jesus. So a guy tripped out on drugs. Reminds me of that guy who died over in Buffalo, New York, right? Dove down a flight of stairs and his brother called the cops and now they're pretending that this guy's a black victim because they put a spit guard over him and he like asphyxiated or something I don't know they're this guy Brett Stevens pretends that there were that these emails were racist no they're not racist racist jokes are the funniest jokes am I right or am I right and blacks tell them the most (laughs) who cares Racist jokes are funny, and especially with cops, cops know what they're dealing with. Once they're exposed to these people, oh my gosh, then they 
are closer to reality than the rest of us who don't really have to deal with these people. You know what I mean? These people being the criminal element and the various races that they are. And the, the black criminals have a distinct way of being. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. Um, so he's pretending that that's, that's uh, racist. But anyway. He said, you can always find the story that you're looking for. And say, so it is with the evil DOJ. Using ticket revenue and other fines to raise revenues is one of the oldest municipal tricks in the book. So there were people were not paying their, their traffic fines, and they would raise the tickets. People were not showing up to court. They would, they would fine these blacks. Blacks not showing up to court. Is that, a, is that unheard of? No, it's not unheard of. And cities need money. They, they do exorbitant parking tickets and all kinds of tickets. Fines. That's true in Milwaukee, Nashville, and Washington, D.C., and in Ferguson. Yes. So they're pretending that that's institutional racism, but it's no. It's, usual, it's the usual government blood-sucking, as he calls it. African Americans are 67% of Ferguson's population. That is huge. Blacks, 67% of the population but are disproportionately arrested for crime. How is that a surprise? It's not a surprise, because they disproportionately commit crime all around the country. In 2012, the Missouri Statistical Analysis Center noted that 12% of the state's population was black, but they were 65% of murder arrests and 62% of murder victims. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You guys have heard, oh, 13% of the population, or really 6% of the population, if you're only counting the black males, right? Are committing 50% of the crimes. Well, in the city, in the state of Missouri, 12% of the population, right? Did I say 12? Are allegedly committing 65% of the murders, and are 62% of the victims of the murders. Glaring statistical disproportion between the relative population size and the murder rate is racist, a sign of racism amongst the police. Nope. Poor Darren Wilson, right? So that's Brett Stevens' article in Wall Street Journal showing that these people are lying. And I have more because they pretended that this, uh, this driving while black thing is real. Some of you guys think that that is a real thing. But Dr. John R. Lott Jr., who is much more based in reality, based in the truth, than uh, this guy. Oh, man, I got to wrap up. Well, I'll, go, I'll go five minutes over, maybe ten minutes over this, this hour, and then I'll play you a nice song. But Dr. John R. Lott Jr. of Crime Prevention Research, I think it's called crimeresearch.org is his website. He's been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show a number of times. Let me close my emails out. Maybe the, I can get my chat going again. He says the Justice, Deport, the Justice Department report does not prove disparate treatment, let alone discrimination. He said data collected by the Ferguson Police Department from 2012 to 2014 shows blacks account for 85% of vehicle stops, 90% percent of citations, 93 percent of arrests made by Ferguson officers. 
despite comprising only 67% of the Ferguson population. That sounds about right to me. Honestly, it sounds about right to me. Based on their criminal element. He said, those statistics do not prove racism because blacks don't commit traffic offenses at the same rate as other population groups. Bureau of Justice Statistics, 2011, police public contact survey indicates that blacks were 31% more likely than whites to be pulled over for a traffic stop nationwide. So that's about right. But the oh, Eric Holder's lying uh, report said that Ferguson was even worse than the general population of the United States, right? It's not. It's about the same. And it's not racism. Men, he, he makes the point that men are 42% more likely than women to be pulled over for traffic stops. Does that mean the cops are biased against men? Well, yeah, <laughs> that too, it does. Men are, I mean, cops are biased against men. Or that men drive more recklessly. And this is an interesting note. A national traffic... A National Highway Traffic Safety Administration study from 2006 found black drivers who were killed in accidents have the highest rate of past convictions for speeding and other moving violations. Isn't that interesting? That suggests that there are a lot of unsafe black drivers, not racism. Blacks die in car accidents at a rate about twice their share of car owners. Isn't that interesting? Fast drivers. So they're pretending that difference is evidence of discrimination. Anyway, it, ha it has more information than that, but it's debunking this fake thing of, oh, this imaginary racism stuff. And by the way, Dr. John R. Lott has been on this for some time. He's been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, as I've said. In 2016, he gave out another article right before, right after one mass cop murder and right before another. He said Obama's false claims of racism are putting cops' lives in danger. And he came out with that on July 8th, 2016, which was the day or the day after a uh, black radical killed five cops and then got himself killed over in Dallas, Texas. Over the fake Black Lives Matter narrative pushed by the mainstream media. But a week later, a week after this article came out, Baton Rouge mass cop shooting, mass cop assassination by another black radical, a Louis Farrakhan fan. July 17th, 2016, he killed three cops and then he was killed by a robot. <laughs> A robot came in and exploded him and killed him. A black radical. Anyway. That's that for the little throwback. We're back to the Obama administration all over again, really. Only worse because the culture has gotten even more radical than before. I'm going to get back to calls and all that stuff after this break. It's 10.05 here in Los Angeles right now. Um, I'm... I'm away from your chat right now. I cannot see the chat completely. I'm going to have to restart my restream chat. But enjoy this song. This is an old folk song. It's an Irish folk song, I believe. 
Also American, I think. Down in the Willow Garden. This is by L.N. again. And it's pretty dark, okay? But it's an old folk song, so enjoy. A couple of minutes here, and I'll be right back for the rest of Hour 2. Nice, soothing murder ballad from L.N. L.N. is, what's that guy's name? Gary Murray. Um, clan music says, Subian not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's about a man who was seemingly put up to murder his lover or whatever. Maybe she was pregnant. By his father. And he said, oh, money will get you, set you free. But no, he had to hang. He had to die for his 
crime. Crazy. Those Irish, what's up with them? They've always been so violent. That's why we didn't like them in America, right? <laughs> uh, I like this music, says Karen Williams. Thank you. Um, Hague orders spaghetti with no sauce. I used to not like spaghetti sauce. I preferred butter and salt. Butter and salt, not ketchup. Who said ketchup? Raymond Eleven. No, I hate ketchup. I don't hate it, but I never liked ketchup. I'll have, uh, I'll have a tiny bit, maybe. If there's nothing else with a, with a french fry. A tiny bit. But I'm not a fan. I do not like that. Dare Hake to play a famous Irish song, Come Out Ye Blackened Hands. Referring to black and brown people or referring to British soldiers due to their uniforms? <laughs> the latter. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Uh, we both stepped away from the studio. Did you hear that um, rendition of Down by the Willow Garden? Yeah, I heard, I heard a little bit of it. How, how did you think of it? What did you think of it? Uh, I like the song a lot. Um, that one's pretty good. I think there was one that I was I mentioned to you earlier before the show started. I can't yeah. I can't think of their names. I, sh- I should look it up. But yeah, it's from the '50s or '60s, something like that. These two guys or brothers do a rendition of it. it's fantastic. I've heard it in TV I was, shows and movies. I was surprised that you knew it. Yeah, I looked it up, and it's it is a uh, it is a famous Irish folk song. Mm-hmm. But I, I was I was like, oh, cool. I'm glad I made a nice choice. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, that guy Gary Murray. He's just so his singing is like so soft and quiet. And is yeah the songs so the songs you've been playing by him I've I've liked most of them he's a good uh, he sings well and he's a good guitar player yeah I like it nice somebody's saying that Trump's pastor is a level thirty three Freemason Freemasons worship Lucifer and can swear on the Satanic Bible you people are being lied to Trump is a double agent blackmailed by Jeff Epstein what the heck uh, J D Hey Denounce Lucifer and Freemasonry, you liar, says JD. I don't know, man. It sounds like you're jumping to conclusions about some of this stuff. But I'm not that into that stuff. No. And I am not into the Freemason stuff. Although I did hear that George Washington was a Freemason. Was he a good guy or a bad guy? And what what were the Freemasons like back then compared to how they are now? I'm... I know that there's people get really into that when Jesse Lee Peterson interviewed a Freemason on the fallen state that got a lot of interest I had they just seem kind of irrelevant now kind of like the uh, Elks Lodge or all these other fraternities but maybe not I could be wrong right <laughs> mustard's all right no I don't like mustard either I do not like wasabi because it has that mustard taste. I do not like that yellow mustard stuff. I just eat my hot dogs plain. Um, I'll have it a little bit if it's that cool grainy, dark grayish uh, stuff. The Everly Brothers is the version that Chris likes. The Everly Brothers. 
of the of down by the Willow Garden. That murder ballad that I played for you. Let me get to Rick in Hampton, Virginia. Boring taste buds, says <laughs> Shaggy Boy. Rick, how are you doing? What's up, my brother James? How's it going with you, man? It's going well, thank you. How was your Easter weekend? It was nice. I uh, yeah, had a nice sure. Easter. I hung out. I did too, man. Went by, went by pretty fast, but it was nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. We worked on Good Friday because we don't... No days off <laughs> here at Bond. Oh, okay. But, of course, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to work. I like my work. Yeah, you know what, man? I do too, man. It seems like today, man, um, people try and get out of work, man. You know, nothing wrong with work, man. Yeah. Not at all. Not for me. Yep. Now, I'm like this. If you don't feel like doing it, don't do it, say, before another day before you do a half job, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, shoot. But what I want to talk about, man, is, um, you know, deep down, a lot of people know that um, also Derek Chauvin is um, innocent, but it's just not the popular view with mainstream media. Yeah. And that um, Chris Cuomo primetime show. I haven't heard, heard from him lately. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard from him either. I, I don't really watch... I do not watch CNN. I don't need... I, Barely watch either, Fox man. News. Um, I mean, I we, to, we have I it on a lot of the time, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, man, I used to watch Fox News a lot now, but it seems like they are um, moving towards... The only thing that's keeping it live, you know, I like Judge Janine, I like Tucker Carlson. I didn't think he would do a yes. good job filling in for Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, no, but he's... He, he's, he, uh, he turned it out, he's, man. He's really come into his own. He's surpassed Bill O'Reilly in a, a lot of ways. If not everywhere, so? I don't know. Yeah, I think he has. He's he's really on it. He gets more. I think he gets closer to the root of the issue. He thinks differently from the average person who's on cable or the average person. Period. He's mm-hmm. he's brilliant, and he saw Trump's like brilliance it. too in telling the, in how Trump told the truth, and that's why he's hated because he tells the truth, and the truth is thrilling. Um, so Tucker's on it. I like him. That's you. I'm yeah, I like how right he's, now, he's he's confronting the Rhino governors too. <laughs> a couple oh, weeks yeah, ago, he he, he confronted Christy Noem, who vetoed some bill that was going to do something. Maybe it was women's transgender male males want to be females in in women's sports and girls sports, mm-hmm. and right. she vetoed it because she was cowering and caving and kissing up to the NC two A and all the rest of the. Trash, and then she he just yesterday he confronted Asa or Asa Hutchinson, the governor of Arkansas. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas. Right, Arkansas. Oh, that's what I go. meant. <laughs> you know, I, he's like he's done enough for that um bill against um having male athletes um participate women like he was against it. You know, yeah. You, you, you know, he was standing up, man, and um and they, and. I honestly don't care. I want the women and girls to be punished with this stuff because they're the ones who support this stuff the most. They feel sorry for the transgenders. Yeah, you so they know should what? suffer um, the consequences of being dumb liberals. And those who are, um, yes, I agree with you on that too. Those and those who voted for Biden, they know 
They know he supports this kind of stuff. Yeah. So Nate Johnson said, it's unfair for magical people to win. Well, this is what you voted for. Yeah. You got what you got what your money paid for. It's Enjoy a, it. It's a mockery. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you. You know, um, this is what they asked for, and um, this is what they should enjoy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. Um, Dwayne. Um, what's that? Um, Michelle Obama. Dwayne. She was talking to Dwayne Wade's son. I can't believe he got this guy actually wearing a dress. Oh, man, that's, that's got to be ridiculous. Yeah. Man. That's got to be embarrassing. No, that's man. humiliating. So Dwayne Wade's right. son is wearing a dress to school now? He What is he, 15? I heard that. Yeah. They He's got, 15 they, now they, or something they, like that? I think something like, around right, about, yeah, about 15. Yeah. Years old. And um, they got him actually thinking he's a girl. I mean, he got on a dress and, and Michelle Obama. To me, Han Obama, number two walking serpent. Michelle Obama is somehow involved in this, too? Yeah, she would talk to him. Yes, be proud of who you are. Uh, so, I thought, you serious? Gabrielle Union is the stepmother of that boy, and Dwayne Wade let her take this boy over, over to, like, like uh, dates to go look at the gay pride parade and participate in the gay pride parades. She's evil. She ruined that boy. Wanted, and Dwayne Wade did nothing because he's a simp. And he's a kiss up yeah. to the, he's a kiss up to the establishment. He knows that yeah. if he goes against this, he's going to catch it, and he has no courage to stand on what's right. He supported Black probably. Lives Matter back in the day, back in like 2014 or 2015. He and uh, LeBron James and others, they all, stood, they all supported Black Lives Matter. That was evil. A lot of them are getting caught squandering the money, like buying expensive cars. And who they, like, for example, I don't think, like, with George Floyd, all that money raised on that one, I don't think they even paid for the funeral. They didn't give the family anything. They don't put no money on job training programs. Nothing goes to the black community with their money. Yeah, they don't need and that no, money anyway, though. Nobody yeah. needs to be having all that, <laughs> all that money. In fact, the Floyd family owes this, the city, I say, if things were fair, the Floyd so-called family is his, well, I guess his mother's dead now, right? Muckaroos, you know? Yeah. They probably said, thank you, George, for your ultimate sacrifice. It paid <laughs> off. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, and it's sad, you know, um, it's, um, you know, I believe, I believe Derek Chauvin may get off, but you know, you gotta prove that he, I don't, I don't believe none of those police officers came there to try to kill George. Of course not. Yeah. You know. They handled him with like kids kid gloves. Honestly. Yeah, you know. And, and then they, they had it was very patient. Yeah. You know, uh oh, think there's a video uh I think Steven somebody done a video on that you can't die with your um knee on somebody's neck like like how they had George Floyd. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I've been saying the same thing. If yeah. somebody got your knee, you got your head turned away, George Floyd. You can't kill nobody like that. They not, unless they're, not unless their uh, their body is already shutting down, and then that may that may add yeah. to the stress. But they yeah. brought that stress on but, themselves. He brought that on right. himself. I see them. I still say, James, at the end of the day, the fentanyl and the meth. And I was also hearing that he had COVID nineteen with those three with that trinity. <laughs> yeah. He can't help but to be dead. Yeah. What a shame. You know, what a waste. Yeah. 
that would kill him in my book. Because when they when they even pulled him out the car, he's like he was in bad shape, man. Like he was hot. He's like he was just he's, he's like he was about any minute he would have passed out. Yeah. Yeah. So he looked bad from the beginning. Yeah. Terrible. I appreciate it, Rick. But you're right. The it's it's an utter shame that they feed into this dumb delusion and mislead so many generations. They've let, misled so many generations. It's that's the child abuse. That's child abuse. I, I try so hard for my daughter to tell us to be a free thinker. Look yeah. at all the facts like the stupid command. If you don't ever hear one side story, you make your decision. Right. You hear the whole. Take the time to get the facts. I know it's tempting because you know, get involved and stuff, but take the time and get all the facts and you won't wind up embarrassed at the end. Yep. True. Thank you, Rick. It's good to hear from you. Thank you, James. Love you guys. Go be on your show. Thanks for having my call there, James. Love y'all. Be blessed. All right. You as well. Take care. Okay. Hot Computer Smell gave a couple of super chats on streamlabs.com slash the hate report. <laughs> Hot Computer Smell says, with one of the super chats, hope the fiance Holly's doing all right. Not a fiance, but yeah, she's doing fine. And Hot Computer Smell says, I bet Hake likes his pizza with no cheese or toppings, just crust and tomato sauce. Well, I didn't used to like the tomato sauce that much, but I would put up with it because it was like spicier than... I, I did not like it. If, if they tried to substitute it with ketchup or spaghetti sauce, nasty. But, no, I like the cheese and I like the pepperonis. I did not like anything else. Well, pepperoni and sausage, okay, when I was a kid. And sometimes when they would do the Supreme stuff, I would be like, okay, no olives and no, no mushrooms. And now I'm, I'm where I can have the mushrooms, but light olives. I do not like, I'm not saying light-colored olives. I'm saying go easy on the olives. This stuff is ugh, a bit much, unless it's cooked to where it's just, like, dry. <laughs> And not that. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, I can. I'm less picky now, but I am still kind of spoiled in terms of that stuff. I don't. I like my burgers, lettuce, tomatoes, and grilled onions only, and cheese, of course. And I'm fine with bacon. And uh, you can trick me into eating mayo if it's aioli, but otherwise, I, I hate mayo. It's disgusting. Or. Uh, Nicolas tricked me into eating mayo. Not tricked me. Uh, in coleslaw, but it didn't, wasn't overwhelming. It was very little. <laughs> Ham, pineapples, yeah, I'm fine with those. Anyway. So, some of you guys are talking about sushi and ceviche. Uh, I like... Sushi's fine. But I don't like that... That, uh... I'll even eat chicken feet, but if it's fried, you know, but I do not like that mustardy green stuff. <laughs> Kid Fairfax says, I hope Holly heard that. Okay, anyway. Dude, hey, grow that up, says George 1993. <laughs> and 1993 might be his birth year. A guy born in 1993 telling a... Grown adult male from 1980, born in 1981 to grow up. <laughs> uh, life. It's, it's true. What a shame. Anyway, guys. Um, 
there is some major border madness going on. I read to you about this stuff in Hake News at the end of hour two of the Jesse Lee Peterson show today. Experts warn of illegal immigrants renting kids in order to cross the border. And of course that's happening. And I told you about it, that in 2019 they were doing it. Homeland Security Investigations, a division of ICE. Shut down ICE! Shut down ICE is what the dumb liberals want to do, right? A division of Immigration and Customs Enforcement sent 400 agents to two regions in mid-April 2019, that's two years ago, to interview families that the Border Patrol suspected were fake. They were not actual families, right? Oh, they're separating families. Well, many of them. 15% of all cases referred, HSI agents identified 5,500 fraudulent families. Agents uncovered 921 fake documents, 615 individuals prosecuted for trafficking. That's a low rate of prosecution, honestly. Or smuggling a child, because it's hard to prove this stuff, honestly. It's hard to prove. So the border agents can smell a fake. Then the um, ICE department, and ICE is filled probably with a bunch of liberals, honestly. Yes, even ICE, which is part of Homeland Security, right? Kevin McAleenan reported this stuff. He was this acting secretary of the Department of Homeland Security under Trump, right? In 2019, he said the cost of renting a child varied from less than $100 to more than 1000 Everybody knows if they bring a child, they'll be allowed to stay in the United States. They call it a passport for migration. I told you that 15% number. 15% of those who were suspect to the border agents were confirmed to be fake. But I bet you a lot more of them were fake. They just couldn't confirm it. Um, I saw a 30% number earlier than this. In 2019 case, a 2019 case, a Honduran man bought a six-month-old baby in Guatemala to pose as a family to get priority release into the United States. Shenanigans, right? Child, in another case, a child for rent recycling ring was operating between Houston and Mexico, Houston, Texas. Texas. Those big cities full of liberals and criminals. That might be redundant. Trump's DHS set up, set up a rapid DNA testing, which revealed a 30% rate of fraud in the two test areas of El Paso, Texas. That's where Beto is from. And that's also where the guy shot up the Walmart, by the way. And the Rio Grande Valley in Texas. 30% fraud rate, according to rapid DNA testing by Trump's DHS. Are they doing testing right now under the Biden administration? I don't know. In 2014, fewer than 1% of all men apprehended by Border Patrol in the Rio Grande Valley sector had a child with them because it wasn't this unaccompanied, it wasn't this, oh, we'll let you in if you're a family. But that number increased to 15% in 2019. 15% of the men, males, grown adult males, had a children with them in 2019. In February this year, 2021, almost 19,000 so-called family unit individuals were apprehended by the Border Patrol, more than double that of January. It's crazy. And that's because Biden had just taken over. I say. Mark Morgan is Trump's former acting Customs and Border Protection Commissioner, right? Acting Commissioner. 
Mark Morgan, I think of him as uh, kind of a rhino, I don't know. But he said, my understanding is the same amount of resources that we sent down in 2019, that same surge is really able to find out and determine fake families. It's not there. That, the testing and all that stuff. No, they can't definitively determine who these people are every single time. They can't. And he predicts that once the uh, public health emergency restrictions, because of, oh, this COVID thing, we can't let you all in, we're, we're turning back some so-called families, right? Once that's lifted, the unaccompanied minors will de- decrease and the number of so-called families will increase. Of course, because they're giving a, an incentive for these people to be coming here. They're getting spoiled so badly. I was watching, you know, Jesse Lee Peterson appeared on... Um, What's that show? War Room with Owen Troyer on InfoWars yesterday. And I saw a little monologue of Owen showing footage that InfoWars took, drone footage and stuff of the facilities with the soccer fields and these people getting pampered, these people coming across the border. Yeah, it's crowded conditions, right? But they're getting pampered if they can. And remember, there was this woman who shouted at a Ted Cruz, either Ted Cruz himself, who was trying to record these places, said, this is not a zoo, as if Ted Cruz thinks that they're animals. No, he needs to document what this place is like, stupid woman. And she's working, he's, she's working there. Talk about corruption inside of our government. Pretending that, oh, we're treating these people like animals. No, you're treating them like animals. You're evil. Uh... He's, Mark Morgan says that I should deploy a lot of resources down there. They're going to see a lot of abuse. Tom Holman is a former acting ICE director. Holman, H-O-M-A-N, said no widespread DNA testing has been implemented by the Biden administration. Remember I told you 30% of the people rapid, D, rapid testing for the DNA? 30% are fraudulent? Biden's just letting them all in. When I was the ICE director, we had criminal investigations where children were being rented by cartels, Tom Homan says, former acting ICE director. Rented by cartels to pose as a family unit. Once they get released, they get sent back to Mexico and re-rented again. It happens, he said on March 30th. No one's celebrating more this presidency than the criminal cartels in Mexico. I'm sick of them saying they're being humane, he says. He's right. They're not being humane. And then this guy, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is the DHS secretary, the fox guarding the hen house, right? I think it's DHS, Department of Homeland Security. He's all, he talks tough about these people who are human trafficking, but he's enabling it. When you send enticements out that put the most vulnerable people in the arms of criminal cartels, it's dangerous, said Tom, Tom Homan, which... Well, how about Americans? They're being, they're being put at risk because these people are coming in here. Somebody who, who would rent a child, do you really want them in our country? I don't think you do. Not if you're sane. Anyway, that's that for the border. Uh, there may be a little bit more, actually. Oh, yeah, some other guy, former Senator Jim DeMent, says the same thing I say. This fake compassion is being used to hide 
the border crisis. Yeah, I've been talking about this. Everything about the Democrats and the Democrat voters' fake values and the rhinos is fake. Anyway. You know, with this LGBTQIA madness, or now they're calling it LGBTIQ madness, <laughs> it is madness. It's not sane. And the people who are promoting this stuff, whether they're themselves are into this, this mindset of being all into lesbian, gay, so-called bisexual, uh, transgender, queer, intersex, uh, and whatever else. They're destroying young people with this fake propaganda. Whether they're into that or not, or they're just an ally, they're evil. Sucking more people in. Once you make it cool, and you take away the shame, more people go into it. And that's a fact. Look at Rome. From what I understand about Rome, Rome, the increase in so-called homosexual activity right before their fall was increased. Same with America today. And look at the generations, and it's a fact. I have these stats from, well, I got them via CNN, because CNN promotes this stuff big time. They've pushed this in 2017, 2013, 2010. I remember Chris Cuomo, the evil phony guy, Chris Cuomo, Frito, he had this big, long argument with the best um, Alabama Supreme Court Justice, Judge Roy Moore. He had like a 20, 25-minute debate with Judge Roy Moore on whether so-called same-sex marriage was constitutional. Judge Roy Moore just put him in his place, really. But Chris Cuomo is such a phony Chris Cuomo of CNN. And this was after the Supreme Court pretended that this is a constitutional thing. Oh, a marriage can be anything. And you have a right to call it anything that you want. And everybody else has to play along and cater to you and pretend that you're right. I got this Gallup poll that came out February. I've I've referenced it before. LGBTQ, no, LGBT identification. I have some of these screenshots of these graphs and this headline from Gallup. Identification rises 5.6% in the latest U.S. estimate. This LGBTQ Gallup poll. It's gross. And the study highlights estimates has risen one percentage more than one percentage point from 2017, the 2017 update. The majority of LGBT Americans say they are bisexual. So most of the LGBT people are just, they're just that pervy that they'll get into anything. One in six adults in Gen Z, one in six, that's more than, that's like 16%, almost 17% really. In Gen Z, consider themselves LGBT because they're promoted to be that way. They make it cool. If you're straight, boring, that's what they think. It's sick. Americans' self-identification as LGBT. You know, in California, I told you guys about this thing. 
where the governor is, uh, is having everybody ask, well, it's the legislature too, the state legislature, everybody who is going into custody, prison, or jail, is asked whether they are transgender or non-binary or intersex, and what their gender pronouns are. are. Look at this study, though. You put that back up. Uh, Americans self-identified so-called sexual orientation by generation. 11.5% of Gen Z call themselves uh, born in 19, between 1997 to 2002. That's a small generation. What the heck? Um, call themselves bisexual. More than 2% call themselves so-called gay. 1.4% lesbian. That's because so many women think they're bisexual. Sick. 1.8% transgender. That's huge. And they'll probably grow out of it, many of them, if they uh, don't get too deep into it. If they're wise enough not to get too deep into it. Millennials, only five, less than half of them, Gen Z, think that they're bisexual. 2% gay. Gen X, only 1% so-called gay. Less than 2% so-called bisexual. Less than 1% so-called lesbian. Baby boomers had some shame. Less than half percent bisexual. Maybe they've died off. A lot of, in a lot of cases, these people die. Because they live such, an, such a crazy life, especially the males. Go out of control. It's not good for a man to be like a woman. It's not good for your health. Gay, 1.2%. That's the boomers. Traditionalists, not even, one per, not even half a percent think that they're gay or lesbian. Combined. <laughs> no, I don't think you can combine it. But the traditionalists born before 1946. And they're pretending, oh, CNN says, oh, they're coming out of the shadows. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. Keep it in the closet. And many people probably wouldn't even think of it if it weren't promoted as being cool. Grow out of it? Ridiculous. <laughs> it says... Colin Barrett. Yeah, they, but they do. They really do. Lin Yen Chin with a Trovo colorful chat says, You are right about Rome being preface of our fate. Like foreshadowing or something. Preface of our fate. If we let the percentage of broken sexuals reach critical mass, their uh, presence is analogous to cancer cells within the human body. A little, 1-3% to 3%, is okay. A lot equals death. Yeah, and I just, I see this not as the root, but as a symptom. Because there are many problems. Look at the, even the straits, a mess right now. Look at the Christians. Uh, Daniel blames it on the decline of Christianity. Yeah. The Christi- Christianity, the Christians today, most of us are so fake Including even the so-called conservative Christians and the liberal Christians don't get me started. They're they're not even real Christians, but they call themselves Christians, right? It's terrible. <laughs> Shaggy boy says I have a child's palate referring to my taste in food. Hake comes with more directions than an IKEA cabinet, says Brandon M. Yeah, I know that I used to hate going to fast food places. I would only get chicken nuggets with honey as when I was a kid, or a cheeseburger with nothing on it, and they wouldn't even know what I meant. 
But nowadays, a lot of people are, are fittified, right? So they actually have a word called plain. Plain burger. <laughs> but I like it with lettuce, tomatoes, and grilled onions now. Anyway. Thank you guys for the support. The super chats, even though they're making fun of me. CobraCoy99 says, If they let Derek Chauvin be found innocent, I believe he should get a payout. Not going to be able to get a job or be in public without conflict. Yeah. Him more so than even uh, Darren Wilson, who has to go into hiding. Uh, Lin Yen Chin says, That's a good thing in terms of uh, the, all this LGBTIQ madness. A for asexual. Um, they want us all reduced to a manageable size in terms of population control. That's true. And I remember seeing a, this guy who's a gay, right? A radical homosexual, pro-abortion guy, Dan Savage. He founded this thing called It Gets Better because the gays are, are miserable as children because they know it's wrong and everybody around them knows that it's wrong. Well, they've conditioned the children to pretend gay is okay now, but uh, he says it gets better. So stay with it. Stay with the gay. Well, he wants... He f- believes in that overpopulation lie. He's pro-abortion and everything else. And all the quote-unquote civilized people are not making babies. Instead, they're making noise. <laughs> I'm making fun of noise music because Japanese, Taiwanese, whites making noise music. And I like noise music. But declining populations, all de- well, I don't know about Taiwan, but I know Japan is a declining population. I know, and I know the whites around the world. Somebody said we're eight percent. One of you guys said we're eight percent of the population. They're right. They're attacking us minorities, but just because we're a minority majority in our countries, <laughs> uh, and that's that's declining. Um, they're going after us hard. It's ridiculous. They're victim-blaming. <laughs> uh, noise music, like soul crap? Well, don't say that word. Soul junk, Brandon M. No, soul junk does have some noise aspects. I'm talking about outright noise. Somebody said, oh, I was, I'm all happy because James mentioned Merzbo, which is this, ja- I think he's a Japanese guy, just grating noise. People listen to it. I think that it's, yeah, Chris Dabbles, nice. C. Spencer, yeah, is a, uh, of Burning Star Corps. He's from Taiwan. Aaron Dillaway. Well, I'm just mentioning stuff from 18, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, whenever I was listening, all into that stuff. But it's like a white, I mean, it's like the extension of punk rock music. Basically just getting more and more. It's fun, but it's. I don't know, I just see that, I mean, look at the popular music, that's even worse than the noise music, at least the noise music isn't generally promoting the horrific mess. But, uh, yeah, actually, um, the guy from Genesis Peoridge who died, I think, didn't he die? Of Genesis, he was in Genesis, and he was in, actually, that's a dirty name, I don't even want to say that. Um... Throbbing, I don't want to say that. (laughs) Uh, But there is a lot of, 
Yeah, Throbbing Gristle. Oops. Um, that guy turned himself into like a, a look-alike of his wife, except fat and old and ugly. Ugh. So anyway, the people just get in all kinds of stuff. There is good noise and bad noise, James says, Doom Jesus. That's true. Are you the one who shared with me that song that you made? I call it a song. It's not a song, but anyway. Um. <laughs> uh. It's hot in here. Turn on the AC. Please. Is there actually... St. Louis elected their first black female mayor of, of uh, the city. Tishaura Jones. I get this from Breitbart. And I think she's done ignoring racism. Whatever that means. So she's done ignoring the blacks hating the whites? Doubt it. The city of St. Louis, Missouri. Right across, right down the road from Ferguson, Missouri, elected its first black female mayor on Tuesday, Democrat Tishara, T-I-S-H-A-U-R-A, Tishara Jones, taking 52% of the vote over her opponent's 48%. Sworn in April 20th will be, she will be, and uh, declining population over there in that city, and one of the worst murder rates in the nation. But she's, what did she say in her victory speech? St. Louis, this is, not, this is an opportunity to rise. I told you when I was running that we aren't done avoiding tough conversations. We are done ignoring the racism that has held our city and our region back. Talk about delusional. She defeated another woman, Kara Spencer, in the general election. And pretended that there's something to celebrate with these... A black female. Our city broke a glass ceiling tonight, this uh, woman who lost. Tishara Jones is 49 years old. She was a state department. She was a treasurer since 2013. Messy in politics for years, right? They think that they're going to curb violence. Doubt it. 262 people killed in St. Louis last year. Five fewer than the record of 267 set in 1993. Wow. So it turns out Vincent James is right again. That reporter. I call him a reporter. <laughs> he really knows his stuff, right? City's population has declined sharply since 1993, so the per capita homicide rate was much higher in 2020 than in 1993. Interesting. Oh yeah, remember those two, uh, those t that white couple, supposedly white couple, they're, they were, ah, man, that AC feels so good. That white couple were holding their guns, the McCloskeys, and they had sued cops before for this fake racism or whatever thing that they had done. And then they're defending their home against Black Lives Matter coming onto their property, right? Coming onto private property anyway, breaking a gate, allegedly making threats, you can imagine. And they got charged with the, by the corrupt black female leadership over there. Sick stuff. 
2021 is shaping up to be even worse. The city has recorded 46 killings through Tuesday, about 10 ahead of last year's dangerously high pace. Tashara Jones has pledged to bring in more social workers, mental health counselors, and substance abuse counselors, rather than the cops, right? Social aid is an alternative to adding more uniformed officers. And then she, her speech focused on overcoming this imaginary racism, racism and bigotry. That's on the part of the blacks and her herself. I will not stay silent when I spot racism, Jones said. I will not stay s- silent when I spot homophobia or transphobia. Evil woman. A nutcase. I will not stay silent when I spot, did she pronounce it xenophobia or xenophobia? Biden pronounces it the foreign way, xenophobia. I will not stay silent when I spot religious intolerance. And she's not talking about attacks on Christians. She's talking about attacks on Muslims. I will not stay silent when I spot any injustice. You can't spot injustice, woman, you're blind. Oh, let me show you a picture of her. I will drag this in right now. This is the Breitbart headline. Done ignoring racism. It's copying. Give it a second. I'll let you know. Oh, you may see it. I don't know. Crazy. A sick woman. Don't touch Jesse's thermostat, says Shaggy Boy. He likes it as hot as the Africa, Africa, Africa. I know. Yeah, that's true. Him and, thank God Joel is gone. Am I right, Joel Friday? Is he, is he listening? <laughs> yeah, it's a screenshot. you see it? Here's a picture of Tishara Jones. Looks like a young version of Auntie Maxine. Maxine Waters. It's an AP photo. Credit to Jeff Robertson. Uh, there she is. With her star earrings and scowl. I mean, it's a sunny day. Whatever. But that's what you're going to be looking at, St. Louis. <laughs> what the heck? Hot computer smell with another super chat. Holly's going to be confused packing your lunch for work. What are you talking about? <laughs> you guys are getting ahead of yourselves. Man. But thank you for the support. What a shame. She's talking about transphobia and homophobia. Did you see, did you see Asa Asa Hutchinson on Tucker Carlson last night? He invoked that guy who I no longer have any respect for anymore. I think my dad maybe used to like him. I don't know. Um, William F. Buckley. I know a lot of you guys know about him. Especially you guys, you based guys. William F. Buckley kind of brought back conservatism. He would interview people, right? But, and then Ronald Reagan. I, I kind of like Ronald Reagan. I liked him as a kid. I sent you some that you did not read to your email, Hake. Okay, thank you for the heads up, dark side of the bear what. I may have to get to them tomorrow if, I, if I'm not quick enough on this. Some of Super Chats that I may have missed. Thank you. But Tucker Carlson just exposed this guy as such a phony, or he really exposed himself as a, such a phony. Asa Hutchinson, Asa Hutchinson, whatever his name is. 
governor of so-called Republican. I thought he was a conservative guy. Governor of Arkansas. <laughs> He's talking about limited government to justify doctors and evil mothers or fa- fake mothers, stepmothers in many cases, I dare say. At least the cases that I've heard about. I've heard about only a few. Who are transitioning their little boys to be little girls. And we saw with Desmond is Amazing, that 11-year-old drag queen guy who did the strip dance type thing. He didn't strip, but it was basically like that type of weird, provocative child dressed up like he's a Las Vegas woman performer thing. Ugly. And the... And it's on Good Morning America on network TV, not censored by YouTube or anything, promoted by ABC. Evil. And uh, Tucker made the point. I doubt that uh, Ronald Reagan would have been for this. Doubt it. But these people are pretending that this is all fine. To justify doctors and evil mothers... And there are cases where fathers are not for it, or there's cases where the parents are not supportive of it. And these evil Democrat politicians, and many rhinos too, or apparently they're getting exposed as, as being for it, are like, oh, the parents just don't know better for their children. They're abusing their children. They're not giving the children what they want and need. This is health care to give them hormones. And mastectomies and all these different procedures as children. Sick. There's an African cardinal, according to Breitbart News, a Catholic, urges Christians to rebel against this same-sex marriage stuff. That's nice. Felipe Orodraogo of Burkina Faso called on Christian families to rebel against LGBT lobbies that wish to impose same-sex marriage on the world. Good for him. Yeah, Africa, there are so-called Americans who are trying to force this stuff on Africa. There are Christian, more Christian parts of Africa, like um, Kenya, maybe, and different places around there that are not for this same-sex marriage stuff. They're trying to deal with their AIDS problem, right? They have it outlawed. They have, sometimes they have more manly punishments. (laughs) If you will allow me to use that type of description, a more manly punishment, because right now we have a very female view of punishment where we let them appeal and appeal and not, not kill them if they're guilty of a capital punishment and all kinds of stuff. Very female. Well, over there, I mean, it's a life-and-death situation. People dying left and right. HIV and AIDS, I think that it's a major problem even in uh, South Africa. There's, like, child-headed households over in South Africa because both of the parents die or they're not around. Child-headed households, that's an actual thing over in South Africa. And they want to push this stuff in, on Africa. It's... Goes from bad to worse. First, it's just the, oh, let's give them food. Let's cure hunger. And then, oh, let's save the gays. Let's bring the gay refugees here. They have nowhere else to go. 
And then they just cause problems here, too. It's terrible. So, ask Asa Hutchinson, not a man. And he's talking about we need to open up and not, we need to pick our battles. He's repeating this same TPUSA type stuff. What a shame. Anyway, they're, pre- they're pretending like uh, the Biden-Harris ad- Biden administration is saving the country, too. Did you know that? The U.S. economy is growing at its fastest pace since 1984. That's because they destroyed the economy just now. Stupid. Over the past year, right? They shut down the economy. And now it's so-called growing at the fastest pace since 1984 because they cut it off at the kneecaps. Or worse. Will likely surpass its pre-pandemic size, according to the IMF, the International International Globalist Monetary Fund, IMF. That's what their prediction is. And CNN says one big reason is the $1.9 trillion coronavirus stimulus package. Pretending that this, uh, this thing, which was ushering in all kinds of communistic ideas, is what's saving the economy. When they lie with this stuff so bad, when stuff was going great under Trump, they didn't play this stuff up, but under sleazy, sleepy Joe Biden, they're doing it big time. Toronzo Turden says, Hey, mods timed me out for nothing. Please go through the chat and see if there was a legitimate reason. I'm not going to do that, Toronzo Turden, but uh, yeah, mods, don't be over aggressive with it if, if he's right or she. Just delete the, the stuff that's calling people gay and other vulgar stuff like that. Just so you know, guys. Yeah, um, Bellis Beckenridge says Hutchinson falls back on limited government and uses it as an excuse. They have no problem expanding government. That's so true. It's so sick. What a shame. I can't get over how they're promoting how they're promoting children to be into this stuff. That's evil. Into this LGBTQIA stuff. Gen Z. Over 11, 12% thinking that they're so-called bisexual. Ah, oh, man. By the way, women are more likely than men to identify as that stuff, that LGBT stuff. 6.4% versus 4.9%, according to this uh, Gallup poll. And Gallup promotes this stuff, too, honestly, right? They're not, they're not unbiased observers. Women are more likely to identify as bisexual. It's sick stuff. 4.3% do, with 1.3% identifying as lesbian. Among men, 2.5% are identifying as gay. 1.9% bisexual. 13% of liberals, 4.4% of moderates, 2.3% of conservatives say they're into that mess, the LGBT mess. If they're by political party, almost 9% of Democrats, 7% of independents, and almost 2% of Republicans are into that LGBT madness. That's terrible. 
And it's not just college pushing this stuff. It's in high schools. It's in young, young people stuff they're teaching it. Oh, gay is okay. And that shows out because college graduates, 5.6% of college graduates and 5.7% of non-college graduates are into that madness. What a shame. Terrible. Anyway, guys, it's just good to know where we are in the right now, right? This has been the Hake Report. We have, and I forgot to tell you guys all this time throughout the Jesse Lee Peterson show, and until now, we do have a Sun- Bond Sunday service. Hake doesn't know what time it is. <laughs> Thank you, Farsights. Uh, Bond Sunday service throwback from 2012. Where does fear come from? From March 11th, 2012. That's going to premiere at 4 p.m. Pacific time today. Thank you. TheHakeReport.com for my stuff. RebuildingTheMan.com slash church for the church with Jesse Lee Peterson, both the current services as well as the throwbacks. JesseLeePeterson.com. And I no longer have to say JoelFridayTV.com, nor do I have to say um, TheGiftedOfDance.com. And we're going to pretty soon have the Chris.com stuff for you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Take care.